0: It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between our physical, emotional, spiritual and intellectual facets and we are very complex human beings always have been always will be Um, and the person that I have with me today I've had as my guest in the past and that is Patricia Simone and we're going to be talking about choice point in just a couple of seconds here I would encourage you to go to my website www.synergyconnectionradio.com And there are about 250 archive shows there at this point. And Patricia has been my guest on, I would say maybe at least five or six of them, if not more, over Mm -hmm. these past uh, four years. Mm -hmm. So um, please check her out on some of the archive shows. Uh, In the meantime, uh, if you listen to this show today and you feel like it's something that others would benefit from, then send them to um, my website so that they can find Patricia and she's also going to be available uh, to contact at www.juleshypnosis.com and she'll tell you more about that in a few minutes um, okay so welcome back to the show Patricia I'm thrilled to have you back with me oh, thank you Lucy I'm always thrilled to be here with you as well thanks you're welcome um, So you and I both have something major in common at this point, and that's you're relocating to the Minnesota area. And I'm gonna be relocating in about uh, two months, a little further south than where I currently live in Florida. So this whole topic of choice point, you know, those were decisions that you had to make, I had to make, I think a lot of people are making throughout the United States right now for a variety of reasons. So right. why don't you explain to us what choice
1: point really means? Well, choice point is that point in your life where you have a decision to make. You can either, you, you're met with um, choices, right? And you, we can choose to stay along the path that we've been on all of our life and status quo, thinking that maybe something will change or something will get better. Or we have that fork in the road where a new opportunity arises, and it looks very attractive, and but we're not sure. And sometimes causing us a lot of stress and anxiety to uh, make that decision on where we want to be. Not every choice point is so difficult, of course, right? We're making choices every day. But this type of choice point is one where we're talking about the major changes in life where... Suddenly we think we're going off into the wilderness (laughs) in order to find something new because it might be feeling scary. Um, But we're being called to make a change because we might have some stress and anxiety about where we currently are in life. And so it kind of stops us at that fork in the road. And that is where we have a choice point where we are entering into consider that let's say the fool's journey or the hero's journey? Uh-huh. Okay. So the hero's journey, I
0: think a lot of people have certainly heard about um, mm-hmm. you know along the way. So can you maybe um, describe that a little bit
1: more? Okay. So when we're talking about the hero's journey, we're being the first part of that would be a call to action, right? So we're being asked to do something different. For example, in my life, I'm here in beautiful, sunny Florida with my partner and my children are scattered throughout the country. And so I have my daughter is pregnant and wants her mom to be there. I like Florida, <laughs> right? I, want, I love where I am, but I also love my daughter and I haven't had a chance to see her. But there's the call to action So I'm being asked to look at something different, right? And that's the first step is a call to action. And in the beginning, we may resist an idea. We may find it, you know, uh, something, something that we really have to think hard about, like what will I gain? What will I lose if I take a new opportunity? And so that's the first step is the call to action. Then we rise to answer the call right, we then have to make that decision. And so that's the beginning of the hero's journey that we may not necessarily want to do or have even ever thought about. And then from there, there are different steps about using your wisdom, following the patterns of your past in order to make decisions for your future. And that's sort of like how we research our life. Uh, We go into contemplation, look at past patterns, And we start to see, well, I've always made the same action steps and it's always gotten me the same results. What if I were to take a different action step and what would that look like? And so it gives us a moment of pause at that choice point, at that fork in the road. So, and the opportunities will come back, but when you're at that first, at that moment, it just feels maybe a little bit stressful to change directions.
0: I would think that most people would experience stress, you know, because you know what you have. And even if you don't like what you have, or Mm -hmm. like at a job, uh, I'm thinking of a number of people who dislike their current job, but Mm -hmm. they don't know what another job would bring. Would it bring more stress than what they currently have? Would it bring uh, other kinds of conflicts? I mean, maybe they would have to travel further. Maybe they would have people working beside them that they don't care for their personalities. Um, Relationships in general, You know, a lot of Mm -hmm. times you've been in a relationship for a while, you know what you've got. You may not be happy with all aspects of it, but then if you change, what's the new person? maybe gonna bring into your life. Right. And so it's more comfortable to kind of stay stuck than it is to make these kind of changes.
1: It really is. If we have, if we begin to do the work on ourselves though, we can start to see that we're just looking at the all the negative what ifs about the change. Uh-huh. Right. So you know there can be a lot of negative thoughts because historically we're taught to assess the risk. Right. Right. And so we're always assessing the risk for pain, but we're never assessing the risk for happiness. You know, right?
0: that is, that's very true. Um, and and is that just because of our upbringing that says, you know, be careful, watch out, you know, all those kinds of warnings. Yeah.
1: It's as opposed yeah, so. to go explore, go have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we've always been taught, you know, caution. And I think you know, part of it. And a lot of times I have to go back to hypnosis and how the subconscious mind works, not so much maybe hypnosis, but that we are creatures of habit and we are trained to always do better and always do make the right decision. Most of us anyway. Uh And sometimes what we really want, you know, when you look at the bigger picture, well, we have to make the right decision and the right decision in the past has never always been what's right for us. But maybe what's right for everybody else if we don't do the thing that we want. And then we, re- we restrict ourselves from growth. But what if everybody really was going to benefit from this change? And all we're doing is thinking about the fear that we might upset somebody, somebody might get hurt. No, you know, that's our head, that's our judgment, that's our perception. Right. But that's also part of the training of. Always being kind, always being mindful of other people. And that kind of thinking always puts us last. Because if we're always true to ourselves, everything else falls in place. Just because we're true to ourselves doesn't mean we're not being kind to others. Mm -hmm. We're just being kind to us first. Right. And And that's
0: that's a foreign concept
1: to mm -hmm, be yourself first. Because
0: I don't know of hardly any little girl or boy that does not hear, you know, share with your brother, share with your sister, um, don't, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know, uh, be uh, silent, you know, at times because Mm -hmm. your child is supposed to be seen and not heard. That's still pretty prevalent. Um, So my goodness, I mean, we grow up believing that it's more important to do those things than it Mm -hmm. is to look at how we might benefit. Because if we benefit,
1: That's considered selfish. Yes, that's, I think, old thinking. There's movement now with conscious parenting that we can start to parent without coming from the pain of our past
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: without being the parent that we think we needed so that we have to give our child the parent we needed. People are now starting to realize that children didn't have our life experience. They have the parent they're supposed to have and that's us, right? They have different needs than we had. right? And so if we can look at those child, those children as individuals that have separate identities apart from our own wounded selves or our inner childs or triggers or waking up when we first become parents, uh, we're going to do things so differently. My child's going to have this, this, and this that's coming from ourself, but there are a lot of uh, forums out there where parents are becoming more consciously aware of how they're parenting their children as individuals. Uh, so I think it's gonna be really good for the future. Um, but we are in the generation where we were not raised that way. Right. <laughs> and we had to be seen and not heard. And so we are breaking away from the old mold, realizing that if we do what we wanna do, our lives are gonna be amazing. If we're happier, our light is brighter, And those loved ones around us are going to shine in our light with us, right? In our joyfulness, in our happiness. Right. And so celebration. And so sometimes taking that step feels like we're going against the grain. And so we kind of restrict ourselves from stepping into joy Uh and happiness Uh as we're tentatively taking the fork in the road or the choice point. And then um, sometimes we are happily surprised. right. I should have done this sooner. Right, Right. Right.
0: Um, you know, I always think of that um, poem that Robert Frost wrote many, many years ago about you know his horse uh, coming to a fork in the road. And right. <laughs> the choice that he made made all the difference as to which way right. the horse went. And so that's really what we're talking about is, these are life choices rather than a physical choice, maybe of which path do I take, but it's symbolic of, of where we are. And you know, I think um, questioning, I, I use, um, it's referred to as journalistic questioning when I'm working with clients myself, but it's the what, where, when, who, and how kind of questions rather than why. And it helps people if you just ask the question, you know, when did you think that wasn't such a good idea? Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: you just get quiet and let them, you know, explain their thought process. But I think Mm -hmm. parenting or working with a partner or a business colleague, you know, using that kind of questioning maybe helps them get centered again Mm -hmm. themselves so that if they're facing this kind of choice point, they can figure it out. You know, they're not looking for someone else to necessarily support it or approve of it or anything else. Mm -hmm. It becomes just their own personal decision based on that intuition. And and we have so many intuitive abilities that we never tap into.
1: Very true. Very true. Or those intuitive abilities are kind of smothered because we're so worried about what everybody else is going to do. Uh but yet we wouldn't have the intuitiveness to, to do it. Right. And we submit, we suppress it when all we want to do is make other people happy. Right. So we quiet that voice. Right. Right. And it takes a little bit longer to hear it as the more you quiet the voice. Uh Right. When you want to tap back into it, uh, it takes a little bit more work, which is why kids are so spontaneous. Right. The children, they don't have that little, they don't have the judgments yet of making their choice points. Right. right. That comes in high school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Probably today, more middle school,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. But to, not to be off track for a minute, but I have a client who's a teacher and she's teaching fifth grade and the children are dating in fifth grade, seriously. Oh, and the wow. drama is coming into the fifth graders and you can imagine oh, the undisciplined Fifth graders who are getting ready to move up into middle school. Yes. So how they're getting rambunctious at this time of year. Right. And on top of it, the dating. Oh, she said it's crazy. It's really, it's really out of hand. I and too
0: soon. Yeah. Much too soon. I mean, they need to learn, in my mind, how to be a friend first. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, typically in elementary school, I mean, when I was there, you know, as a uh, psychotherapist for the schools. Uh, you know, fifth graders, fourth graders, it, it was kind of vicious, you know, some of the things they would do to each other. So it would be more mm. of a possession, like you belong to me, because they don't know right. much about sharing and supporting one another at that. And age.
1: Feelings, it right? Emotions, say. and they're still spontaneous, right? And there's no filter. Mm. And so a hurt is a hurt by a former boyfriend or girlfriend can feel similar to a hurt by a sibling right and then therefore have the same response
0: (laughs) well and i'm just thinking too with social media the way it is and so many times you know parents don't have any filters on the phones that their children are using so i mean they can say some things and and we know that they do say things um, to their friends you know they get out and all of a sudden You know, somebody is being uh, raked over the coals for something that they did and, you know, they don't know how to handle the hurt. So it's um, that's kind of (laughs) dangerous.
1: And there I think we have, you know, more choice points. Um. Do I get the child the phone? Can they use it after school? You know, what's the purpose of the phone now? Because there is uh, online bullying, Uh bullying through social media. Uh And so if we can, we, as parents set some boundaries for our children, because we are in charge. Right. Right. Although many people don't, many parents don't believe that at this point, that their child, you know, should have more freedoms and liberties than they perhaps could handle as a fourth or fifth grader. Right. 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 So, you know, if we want to turn things around, I think our choice point, we can look at the world right now as entering or in the midst of a choice point mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right And so many
0: so many areas so many areas uh, i mean if you turn on the news for the last two plus years now i mean not only is it um you know COVID obviously but i mean now we have this whole situation with the ukraine and russia and are you know are we going to war and i can only imagine that if a child is hearing this, you know, whether they're in high school, middle school, or elementary school, you know, their perspective is going to be, are we going to war? You know, Mm -hmm. are we in danger? Right. So we see that choice point kind of comes into play here, because Mm -hmm. we're not making the choice. Somebody else is making the choice that you hope has, you know, the ability to make calm decisions, but you don't know you don't know for sure you can only right. Know,
1: right right we can only know what we're being told mm-hmm. right and so with those when other people are making choice points then we have the choice right then we we can make other action steps based on other people's choice points
0: mm-hmm. so
1: so that means
0: uh, do i turn off the news you know, if yes. it's causing so much anxiety, then is it better for me just to not watch that? You know, let the right. children watch something that is constructive, depending right. on their age. But um, you know, if they're older, maybe a National Geographic or something that right. is educational and and is not right. uh, fear laden, because right. not much of the news is is very basically fear based.
1: Right. Yeah, I know. I. I have also made the choice to limit my uh, news media intake. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, but I do listen once or twice a week just to stay on top of things. And then you get the same feeling of your own anger and frustration coming out when, because you can't believe what's really going on in the world. Right. And, you know, here we are, we're trying to live a peaceful life and you put the news on to stay up to date then it's just time to turn it off you have to step back and and really give us ourselves an opportunity to get back to maybe nature maybe doing you know family picnics when was the last time you know people really as a as a as a society Mm -hmm. took time out I know families here and there will go you know maybe once a month I don't think it's a routine but there was a time in simpler times where people really took family time right. to connect, right? you know?
0: Well, I, you know, I, I remember as a child, it was like on Sundays, you went to grandma and grandpa's house. Right. You, know, you knew you were going to connect every right. Sunday. Um, you knew what the menu was most of right. the time because it was either fried chicken or it was something like that. Maybe it was a, an Italian you know dinner but, um, right. yeah and we don't have those kind of connections and unfortunately for the past couple of years we've not even been able to have them if it wasn't right. for zoom uh, we might not be able to see their faces at all. Right. communicate other than maybe you know with a phone but the touch the hugs the mm-hmm. um, actual uh, concern that you have when you put family together or friends together But I would say we've lost a lot of that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So the choice points to come back to that, you know, has been, you know, do I do what I think is important in staying in touch with people and meeting at a park, you know, where you can still be socially distanced, but you can at least see one another. You can at least talk. And I don't think a lot of people did that. I think they became so isolated that all they did was stay in their home. And in some cases had, you know, groceries delivered and talked to their doctors by Zoom. And it became more and more and more isolation.
1: Right. And more and more hopeless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we forget, like, if we look at the hero's journey, the choice point or the call to action may be the first step. And then seizing the sword, right? I'm gonna forge forward no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so how do I do that? We have to regain focus, right? And the next thing is setting intention and being focused on your goal. So if we're isolated at home and we've given up on the outside world, have we given up on ourselves as well, right? Or are there projects and things that we could have chosen to do while we had the isolation time? But we forget that we have choices right? Sometimes we just forget.
0: Yeah, I really think, unfortunately, again, I'm going to social media, the news. um, I think they've taken choices away from people they've real, you know, they they were being told, you have to do this, you have to do that. And so Mm -hmm. it's like this parent that is looking at other adults or other human beings, and decisions for them, as opposed to allowing them to have the choice point of being able to say, I'm going Mm -hmm. to make this decision for myself because I know it's in my best interest. And again, going to that intuitive heart and Mm -hmm. determining what is in our personal best interest or we stay in our brains, which we do 95% of the time and evaluate who said it, where did we hear it? Is this person accurate? You know, and analyzing things to death, and so it's it's really tough um, because we are we are isolated and we're being given information in a mm-hmm. um, very sterile way. Let's put it that way,
1: in a very focused way, mm-hmm. right? It's they're use, uh, the media is using intention, focus. Their willpower or their willing, their power
0: mm-hmm.
1: across the media broad broadcasting it, and what are the anticipated results that they have in in their choice point? And so you know that's one agenda, and then within that, what can we remember to focus on? Well, we can look at family, right? So if I'm isolated then maybe I want to spend more time with my family or cultivate or reactivate relationships with friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and we can do that, right? So we can be home, but we can choose to rise up and seize the sword of communication and kind of lift ourselves out of that um, that uh, darkness, really, I mean, of isolation, because what is isolation, really? Right. Well, right? I think a lot so, of But we have to remember that we can do that.
0: Right. I think a lot of people today, I hear the word that they just are full of despair because they feel like there's nothing that Mm -hmm. they can do to
1: change the outcome of anything. Right. Yeah, I'm hearing that also. A lot of despair because it has been going on for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. It's been an ongoing thing. We're going into we've had two full years of it Uh and people are really getting tired. Right. Right. They want their lives back. So, but we, we're not there yet. So it almost feels like when is it going to end? Right. And so, you know, this again is another time to make some decisions about, well, if we're still here, what more can I do for myself? Right. We haven't had, you know, we've grown so used to having all the social media outlets, right, that we haven't been forced to come to our own busyness. We don't have to take the kids if we're in shutdown, right? Right. I mean, the kids want to go out. But, you know, I remember when I was a child and we didn't have cell phones or, you know, anything. We would go knock on our neighbor's door and see if they could come out and play. And I remember saying to my parents, oh, I'm so bored and being mocked (laughs) Uh about being bored because we get this idea that we have to be busy all the time, right? We have to have structure all the time. And somebody has to give us the structure, right? And if somebody doesn't give us the structure, what do I do? So we couldn't, you know, like have to go to our own resources. Like a lot of people don't even know who they are anymore. They have all this time alone with themselves. They don't even know what to do. And that I think is another form of despair because people, a lot of people and my clients, I'm sure you, you'd agree, don't know who they are after a certain period of time.
0: Mm -hmm. They have
1: time to go, the kids leave the nest and they're like, okay, now what? I don't even know who I am or where to start or anything. Right. That's very true. Um, Yeah. When I was
0: young, we lived out in the country. We were on five acres and we had a lot of dogs, a lot of cats, uh, my bicycle. We had a, a tree swing that I dearly loved. Uh, we used to rake leaves in the fall and jump in them. We right. were fishing. Um, we would, um, you know, like I, I would get on my bike and, you know, ride a couple of miles to see a couple of friends that, you know, lived on like little farmettes, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you know they would have a donkey or you know s- some goats or something like that, chickens. Um, and you, know, we entertained ourselves by being outside doing mm-hmm. something or reading a book. I had a lot of books, and I would just, mm-hmm. you know, one of my favorites was Heidi. and I would go pre- oh, wow. I was Heidi and I loved Heidi. <laughs> my grandfather and I, you know in my mind, we would be tending our sheep uh, in the Alps. And so I think that, you know, we've lost that in part because of all of the um, like internet uh, information that we have and cell phone information and checking Facebook and, you know, doing things that we could never, ever begin to do back then. But now everybody else is providing the information. mm
1: -hmm. Right. And that's also very isolating in itself. It is. Right. And so you can get all the information that you need from the Internet and how accurate is all the information that you need on the Internet? I remember, you know, I remember a time when I was very little, probably five or six, and my father every weekend would go up to the library and every weekend he would take me. And every weekend I had my own library card. Then I would have a stack of books up to my shoulders, walking up to my neck up to the uh, checkout desk. And I don't even know how many kids have been in a library now for fun, mm. for fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I read every book, I loved it. I mean, they weren't that complicated, but but it did develop in me, a love to read. Right. And so even still today, if I go to Barnes and Nobles, I will go up to the cashier with the same you know, level of books, carry them out and think, why am I doing this? And it's, it's like an addiction. It's a healthy addiction, but still, I don't know that parents have the time to even breed that in their children when they don't have a choice, but both parents have to work, right? Right. And so households are more stressed for time, relaxation, nurturing of self first, because then again, that does go back to taking care of ourselves first and not feeling guilty about it. And Mm -hmm. we don't think we have a choice because everybody else needs something from us. And therefore we've chosen to put ourselves last, even though we would say it's not a choice.
0: Right. Right? The uh, other aspect is over the last, I would say 10 years for sure, if not a little bit before that, parenting in part became how many activities or enrichments are you giving your children? And so they were going to dance. They were going to music lessons. They were going to sports, uh, whether it was football, baseball, but you know some activity they were involved in. They were um, maybe you know learning another language. But there was always after school activities, so that by the time everybody got home. It would be maybe 6, thirty, seven o'clock, and boom, you know, it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. If you grab something on the way, dinner no longer became a time to share conversations. It was just mm-hmm. eat up quick, get your homework mm-hmm. done, go get your bath, get in bed, and you resumed it all the next day. So as a result, when you had open time. And I think that's where kids got this idea of I'm bored is they had open time to choose what they wanted to do, but they were so used to having an activity in that slot that it was chosen for them in a way. They might've said, Mm -hmm. I want to do X, Y, Z, but, you know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they have three or four activities because that's what was going to be required down the road to get into a great college is how many activities. What, what did you do? Uh, how much time did you give to maybe like a nonprofit? And so all of a sudden life became controlled as opposed to having choices.
1: Right. Right. And then when you have, like you said, that open space, people are lost and don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that brings it to becoming an adult and having that, not even having time for downtime. Right. Right. I mean, remember lying in your backyard and watching the clouds go by? <laughs> I do. I remember that very clearly. And on a,
0: a really fluffy, you know, blanket or a quilt. And yes. About everything
1: that you saw. Right. And, you know, that's creative juices are flowing there. Mm-hmm. And with all the busyness that we have these days, creativity has a hard time coming through. It does. There's no space for that.
0: Yeah. What? Well, right. You literally need to schedule
1: downtime
0: to do nothing. If you you want to paint or you want to, you know, do a craft of some sort, great, but it's just open space
1: to choose. Right, right, stargazing. Stargazing, Yeah. yeah. Stargazing. Well, I will say that my daughter actually found something very interesting. Your viewers may appreciate. She lives up in New York and she was looking for a place to go stargazing with her boyfriend. And they live on Long Island. And as she was researching, she found out that she could get a stargazing permit. With that permit, she can go to any park, state park or county park after hours to stargaze. Of course, as long as she wasn't drinking, right? Like it had to be legitimate. Here here you are with your telescope or binoculars. And so, even just making an effort to find out where to go stargazing, right, is still not being spontaneous, but still discovery. Uh So, and that's another choice point. So she applied for it. She was so excited. I didn't know. And um, the mail came and she said, Oh, my stargazing permit is here. (laughs) It's the first time I've ever heard of that. And I think where you're going to go
0: live, you will have many more stars that you can see you know, because it's yes. not in the middle of a, a highly populated area.
1: Yes. So where I'll, where I will be, will be highly populated as I think that's where you'll be also. Mm. Uh, but my daughter does have a ten acre farm and it is pitch black there. So I can't wait. I'm hoping to get to see the Northern lights, mm. and, you know, that I've never seen. So They have an app for that now too. Yes. And when it would be most visible. So we'll see lots of exciting things to explore. And even you too, as you're moving south, you know, there'll be a little uh, getting used to the area, exploring, finding things that you normally wouldn't have known about living up here.
0: Right. No, that's true. I mean, I do know a lot of things around here and we have, where I live, we have about six or seven beautiful parks that are very close to me so if I want to go to any one of the parks I can I don't think there are as many of those where I'm going I'll have to search those out Um, but uh, it's you know it's time Um, my husband died over four years ago now and I've kind of waited and tried to figure out you know where I wanted to live and so I've made a decision I, I reached that choice point yeah. You
1: had that choice point. And was it an easy choice point for you, Lucy, or did you need to use some of your wisdom?
0: I had to use a lot of my wisdom. It was not easy um, because right. there were options. I could have you know, chosen early into the game. I had thought about actually living in Colorado where my son is. And uh, you know, it's a different climate for sure. I mean, I was seriously looking at that. Um, I had thought, Possibly about going back to the Wisconsin area, where you know I lived and loved uh, the people there and uh, the crafts, and you know it's a an area where everybody takes pride in their property, which is something down here in Florida I would say is not true. Um, <laughs> have <coughs> funds, take care of their property; those mm-hmm. that don't, you know don't, and you can drive down any given street or road and see that very easily. So um, but I've reached an age uh where I just didn't think I wanted seven months of winter anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I will go and visit, you know, those areas, but I probably, you know, I don't know. I I think I've made a pretty good choice in staying put, uh, because I've been Mm -hmm. down here for 21 years, which is hard to believe. But I've been here that long now. I've been here longer than any place I've ever lived.
1: Right. Oh, that's, and it's so beautiful here with the weather, the sunsets, sunrises, I know the parks that you're talking about, and there is a lot to vo- to offer here,
0: Yeah,
1: and, you know, the thing about it is you can always come back, or you can always leave. We are not trees, and so this is where we have to know. Also, part of our choice points is developing trust, developing faith, and also understanding that we are. We can change anything we want to at any time. And it doesn't have to be met with resistance. Right. The resistance only comes from us. Right. right? It's
0: definitely something that uh, we do with our our minds. And Mm -hmm. uh, learning to meditate, learning to approach the world with a certain mindfulness, you know, and being aware of breathing and, and being aware of what is around us, I think helps to calm down that anxiety of oh my goodness I have to make a choice here and that's what I've been experiencing is it's just yeah
1: yeah it's it's true and it's kind of like looking at the tarot deck and beginning the fool's journey
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right off out into the wilderness but he's got an open heart he's decided to seize the sword and see what adventures await so once you make that choice that you're going forward you know, it gets so much easier than to go forward.
0: Right. Well, Don Quixote, that is what that was all about. Man of La Hacha. And recognizing that, you know, was he a fool chasing windmills and doing it all in his mind? Or, you know, maybe had he discovered, you know, that life is what you make of it. And it's our decision what we do with that part.
1: Right. Yeah, it's becoming more and more apparent that we need to get back to that. Because again, here we are, we're stuck in this pandemic. And what do we do with life? Uh A lot of us, as you said, are feeling despair. That's very common right now because we have never lived in a time period like this, especially for this length of time. And so there's really no protocol, right? Right. So if we are in this situation with the world being the way that it is, um, do we find ourselves in a waiting situation? where we have to just wait and see what happens before we can make a choice. Right. And, you know, that's where the despair comes from, I think, because people are so uncertain about the future Uh that it almost paralyzes them preventing and being paralyzed is still a choice.
0: It is. It
1: is. Uh, It's like still an answer. Right. Right. Exactly. So anyway, so I think that, you know, If people start to realize they can take their power back, turn off the news media and start to, you know, think about what it is they really want from life to make it happy, to make it joyful and just try something new every day until you find the thing that does give you that happiness and joy. Uh We're just making a choice for yourself every single day, just to do something for you. Even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, it's, making you the first choice of the day.
0: Right. Uh, There is a 21 uh, day gratitude video that I use with a lot of the people that I work with uh, and they start their day that way. So that is their 15 minutes to listen to things that they can be grateful for. And that way they're beginning the day on a very upbeat, positive, joyful note, as opposed to, oh my gosh, I've got 21 things I have to accomplish. Uh, right to, and then feeling overwhelmed um, yeah I think some people get up early and journal and I think some people mm-hmm. you know take that early morning time to go for a walk and just right. get themselves centered or go out in nature and listen to the birds wake up in the morning um, there's yeah, so cool. ways that we can do it that are positive than mm-hmm. waking up with the dread of another day and what bad
1: right. news has now come Right. It's a whole change of mindset doing, you know, if you start that habit of, let's say getting up and, you know, sitting with the gratification or going out into nature is starting to help you look forward to your day
0: mm-hmm. rather
1: than dreading it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And so when we, we already know all the things that we have to do during the day. So waking up and thinking about it right away <laughs> already sets the tone for the day. Right. Right. You know, so those those morning rituals and the evening rituals that we create for ourselves can really be used for, you know, giving yourself that bubble bath or getting in bed and reading a book or getting in your child's bed and reading them a book. Right. if They're that young. Right? right. Or letting them read you a book.
0: <laughs> well, and I've even told, you know, some individuals like, you um, you know, get a couple of big pots and, you know, plant some vegetables with your kids or right. do it for yourself, you know, have your own mm-hmm. earth garden, but something that you're kind of tending to that mm-hmm. is relaxing and gratifying as you see it grow. Right. right. So all of that is, is pretty fun. It is. And the harvest is even the best, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I used to have a a pretty good sized vegetable garden when I was still in Green Bay. And I miss it because I had my own tomatoes and I had all my herbs. And, you know, there was pole beans and, you know, just fun stuff to take in and fix for Mm -hmm. dinner. So
1: I bet your daughter's doing that on her farm. She is. And I was just about to say I'll, I'll plant a tomato for you. I'll pick some beans. I'll pick some string beans for you. uh, Last year, she was actually, she had a choice point because, you know, she's pregnant Mm -hmm. and she's got this farm and she's in her last month and starting to think, I don't want to plant the seeds this year. Last year, she was all about, I'm going to have so many healthy vegetables to make baby food. And you can only use, you can use it, you know, longer, but the most important time is when there's still a baby. Right, right, right. So uh, I talked her into it. She was saying, I just don't think I could do it. And just a simple conversation with her and getting her fired back up into what's life going to look like Mm -hmm. in August, Mm -hmm. right? Not that far away.
0: No, yeah. no, and the baby is born in a month, I think you
1: said, so. Yes. yes, yeah, so I said, you know, we'll have fun, it'll be fun getting back in the dirt, and uh-huh. I didn't have a Florida here, in uh, a garden here in Florida, so it'll, it's too hot, frankly. Yeah, and there's have too many, too many creatures down here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> but I mean, you can take the baby out and you know, just a, a little uh, playpen, and uh, you know, so you mm-hmm. can crawl around because it's a little boy, and yeah, uh, and uh, you know,
1: you guys can be planting and harvesting, right? Yeah, it'll be fun. I think I am looking forward to it. Part of me was getting excited about the prospect of living out towards the country, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't feasible because I didn't want to buy anything. Hmm. and they don't really have apartment complexes in the country
0: yeah no they don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i I did have to go a little bit of a distance but it'll be fun going there and helping out and you know getting connected in a deeper way back to the earth absolutely
0: absolutely and uh everyone benefits from doing that
1: right yeah they do everybody does you know um as we come to the
0: end of our show um, number one, I think this is a great topic cause we're all facing choices and if mm-hmm. we look at it as something that's exciting and joyful and, you know, bringing new adventure into our life, as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe being in a place that we're not as happy and we haven't decided how to get out of that unhappiness, you know, this is a time to reflect and, and move in some direction and not to be afraid mm-hmm. of doing it. Um yeah. but uh, I love the topic you're you've made a choice and are mm-hmm. relocating yourself and I've made a choice and I'm relocating myself and you know we'll continue to do the things that help people live their best life which is what the show right. is all about but let people know how they can get hold of you.
1: Yeah so everything is going virtual now with the move I uh, can but you can find me on my website at www.juleshypnosis.com And there's a calendar there if you want to do a um, consultation, you can reach me there or by email at patricia at juleshypnosis.com.
0: All right. And I'll make sure that that is also um, on the um synopsis, you know, that for each of the shows as they're posted on Apple and
1: iHeartRadio and Google. Uh, so everything and I will link the show. I'm working on a new website, getting links and things like that so so we can be found in either place this show.
0: Okay, that is awesome. Well, thank you again for being my guest and you have a safe and wonderful move. I know you're gonna love being a grandmother. It's such fun. I've done it a number of times now so uh, mm-hmm. it will be part of your best journey. I I have no doubt about that. And
1: all the things that you'll learn from the baby and he will learn from you. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. And of course, continuing our friendship as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So everyone, please go out there and make this your best life. Again, check out www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. There is a link there to Boomers Forever Young. Uh, Also check out their podcast. And um, they have videos, they have blogs, and they have a lot of testimonies. So there may be some products there that will benefit you. If you use my name, L-U-C-Y, in the discount code uh, box, then you'll get $5 off of each and every order. And again, thank you for listening to Synergy Connection. Go out there and make this your best life. Bye-bye.